How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We do this every Thursday at 1 o'clock from whichever pluckers we're at. And it's our good buddy, KT Funtweet, who gets us ready for the Sunday Cowboys game with a little something called... KT's Cowboys Packers Red Band Trailer Preview. If you what? don't know what a Red Band Trailer is, it means it's like uh, it's the version that's not free for kids. But we're, uh, still, all kids can hear this version uh, because we're on the radio. We have mm. the FCC. Did that help you at all? Um, no. Nope. No. The general idea of this segment was to have a lot of audio elements from years past involved, but things happened. Um, so here's what's going on now. Like what? We're going to start off with connections. Connections to this game. One reason Michael Gallup might be wanting to play in this game, maybe I'm not saying he's expediting the process. We'll see if he plays. It's still out there, but I'm not saying he wouldn't be ready to play. But a member of the Packers uh, offensive staff is one of Michael Gallup's mentors, Alvis Witted, over at Colorado State. That's one of his uh, role models. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very cool connection to this game. Also very interesting, Joe Looney's little brother, is on the Packers practice squad. Is that really? So I kind of thought, do brothers like text stuff? Do they, is it just like moral code? You don't ask. One guy plays offense, one guy plays defense. Maybe you can learn a little bit about the other team. Does that type of thing? And I was thinking about that in conjunction with the Cowboys bringing in Josh Jones, who the Packers cut after training camp, and Josh Jones is on their practice squad. Okay. I wonder if those conversations happen. No, they don't happen because it, what what is the upside there for Joe Looney to tell young brother Looney something that to, that helps him as the practice squad guy? Well, I would look at it this way. James Looney does not have a future in the NFL. He will oh. just be a practice squad guy. So no does he? Does jo- Joe could benefit. Okay, so Joe, hey, if he, but Joe is also not going to play. But he might. You'll see. For what reason? Lyle Collins did not practice today. Right, and he your still swing, is not in the mix. Your swing tackle this week is Connor Williams. Your backup swing tackle this week, if Lyle plays, your backup swing tackle this week is Zach Martin, most likely. Right. Which would call for Joe Looney to okay. play. Right. So, and still, we'll see if Travis can do good. It's still a long shot. I, I don't. I think that uh, brothers would look at that as uh, as selling out. Like, that's not the type of character you want to have, right? There like in the spirit of I competition. With, I don't your, with your bros, you keep things to yourself. It's bros before hoes. Um, I don't know <laughs> oh, that. Like... Yeah. I don't know that you would they, you would be sure. Like, give me an example of what type of information. Hey, if Dak says Kim K, it means uh, it's a screen on the backside. Well, that's the whole thing is uh, I guess Joe could be like, hey, what's the Packers practice squad been looking like, James? <laughs> okay. Uh, James, now we're getting <laughs> some intel. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe – I just wonder, do you talk? Uh, how close are Joe and James? Joe said, mentioned to, to us in interviews before that he'd gone to watch his brother play at California, mm-hmm. and then James got drafted by the Packers and is now in their practice squad. But I just wonder, yeah, hey, we're playing each other this week. Or are we? Do we have arrangements? Mm-hmm. Am I staying at your place? I'm just fascinated by brothers being in the league and then how that works out for not only the family, Why but ever- also each other. But in this specific scenario, where well, one of you is an offensive lineman and the other is a defensive lineman, uh-huh. so I just feel like you probably tell 
things to your siblings. I don't, I don't, I don't if you're, think you if do. If you're close with them. I don't think you do. Yeah. I think I think you just back off for the week. It, may, it probably never comes up. It doesn't come up until after. They probably just discuss how life's been going. They probably even talk football. Right. right? Are hey, they, have you been, yeah, you ready for that Breaking Bad movie? Right. Yeah, a lot you, of El Camino. You caught up on the righteous gemstones? Yeah, I think it's more like of that. that. Yep. Yeah, probably so. Packers 26th in the NFL in run defense. They're allowing 142 yards per game. Wow, please own that. Um, Here is basically what I would tell you about the Packers. Last week, after getting gashed by Dalvin Cook and uh, Phillip Lindsay two weeks in a row, they came out against the Eagles and said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to run a 3-3-5. And then uh, so basically what would happen is two linebackers on the outside would end up not really doing much. Mm-hmm. And then it was left to one linebacker to cover 15 yards in the middle of the field. And then once they got past the first level, because they don't have the size on the defensive line, the Eagles were dancing. So I don't get the vibe. I mean, I, it's hard to know because Mike Pettin is he's their defensive coordinator for the Packers. He's he fancies himself as mad scientist guy. Mike Pettis. The only way they can win. No, he's the gen guy. OK, uh, big fan of his. Um, the thing about Mike Pettin that's that's interesting to me is I don't see them because there's a bit of fan outrage. He's getting killed by the media up there the last couple weeks. I don't see them doing that. I think they will be very aggressive. I'm not saying they're going to stack the box, but I do think Dak will have opportunities down the field to throw that they didn't have last week against the Saints. Well, I, I hope that that's I hope that's the case. And then you know, obviously, if Gallup comes back, I think there's a ripple effect there. You know, I thought it was interesting that Hellman said that Cooper was 75% for the first game and has felt better each week because yeah. I kind of thought the opposite had been the case that maybe he was going back the other way. I don't believe anything he says though because I'm not that he's lying. I just think that he's so tough. He'll never once use being injured as an excuse. Yeah. That's fair. And so I don't really trust what he's saying, and not, not in a negative way at yeah. all. Um, but the thing is, time has gone on by, and, and you know the dust has settled on the autopsy for this Saints game. The thing that concerns me most is what Travis Frederick told us, that he thought that the Saints had picked off their signals, I'm paraphrasing, uh, and, have, and had figured out when the Cowboys audibled into a run that they audibled into a run blitz. And if because, you know, we've talked about how the safeties were deep. And so they're saying, hey, we dare you to run it. And then they had a run blitz on and they sniffed out every single run. And if that's the case, if there's some tell sign that the Cowboys have given up that now defenses have caught something on film and they know how to determine when the Cowboys are going to run. That's going to be one of the I mean, that needs to be fixed. That's got to be fixed. I, I tell you what, though, for me, that doesn't bother me as much as how badly the Cowboys got beat up up front. I think that's why they got beat up. Well, it's not the only reason, I but mean, it's like I think that's the whole point of what he was saying. They knew the run was coming and it made it a lot harder to they block them. Slow. They looked like they were playing slow. I saw some clips where they got mauled. Yeah, yeah they did get just mauled, too. mauled. Now, I didn't break down every play. The Packers don't have uh, there's one key player. He's not a good play, a great player by any means. Travis Adams, he's missed the last two weeks. He's a 325-pound guy, and he's been hurt. But he's practicing this week, and I think he's back. But my whole point of this is the Packers don't have the size or really the talent up front. Kenny Clark's a really good player. But as far as, like, the talent up front, and they usually play with three down linemen, they really don't have the talent to stop the run. Like, it's just going to be there. So they're going to have to scheme it. They're going to have to surprise you. And that's why Lyle Collins not practicing today becomes even more because if you're shuffling guys around mm-hmm. and assignments are getting muddy, you know, that's that's what I'm more concerned about because so, that's the way the Packers are going to try to and beat you defensively is just by tricking you, uh, bending, not breaking, 
hope they get a get a turnover, kind of trust their pass coverage. And don't you guys think that, I mean, I realize while Lyle Collins sits Connor Williams out there, don't you think Connor Williams needs the practice time inside? Yes. Yes, yes. very much so. I do. Maybe it gives us a look. I mean, it looks like Connor will start at left guard. Everyone thinks Lyle is going to play. But, again, two days of not practicing. And yeah. If Lyle wasn't going to play, it would give you a look at Suofilo at left guard. Maybe you might feel differently about things. Uh, let's uh, talk about the Packers secondary real quick. So, uh, Jair Alexander is kind of the NFC's version of Jalen Ramsey. He's not on that level yet, but he's a sassy guy. He's a dog. He wants to mix it up with you. He wants to get in your face. He's got one of the greatest gifs of all time where he forces an incompletion and then he leans back and runs around taunting the wide receiver. He's so funny. <laughs> Sounds a, like an Uncle Baby Billy type. He, he's it a does funny sound like guy. Uncle Baby Billy. Uh, and I'll, I'll put, put it bluntly, you know, my parents, huge Packer fans, he's the guy who will piss my dad off the most when he gets at least one or two personal fouls this year <laughs> for just one, one taunting penalty that just didn't need to happen at a bad time. But he's so fun, and he's a legit top five to top eight you know, cornerback in the league, you could argue. I mean, he's awesome. Okay. Uh, on the other side, Kevin King, who the Cowboys had interest in the year of the yeah. taco draft. Now, if, if, uh, if I said Kazuntite uh, because someone sneezed, you would immediately see Kevin King on the ground holding something on his body. Oh, he's soft. No. He gets hurt all the time. That sucks. Uh, and he's hurt oh. his groin and hasn't been practicing. If he doesn't play, that's huge. Because if you go Cooper Gallup, and then all of a sudden, Kevin King drops out of that equation. Advantage Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Now, you mentioned Uncle Baby Billy from the Righteous Gemstones. My favorite thing about his character, and even if you haven't seen the show on HBO, you can relate to this. It's kind of a Texan thing, I think, a Southern thing. <laughs> it really is. And that is when Uncle Baby Billy talks. He, he's one of those guys. He's, come on now. He goes, now, nah, get out the, get out there now. He uses the word now <laughs> yeah, a lot, yeah. which I think is now hold on now hold on now it's, it's just a reset if when somebody yeah. says hey hold on now yeah you got to go wait this is right now this is happening right now everybody stop what you're doing he's about to really he's stopping this in its tracks and gonna reverse it here to let us know really what's up it's the equivalent of an exclamation point right the show's so good People now come on now kt hey, come on now hold on now kt skin come on now catch come on up. now all right now, now. Hey, hey, you gotta hey, watch now. baby billy, hey, baby billy. Hey, now. i'm gonna hey, show now. you a new move this week you know it's all the back step stroke now you can just get on out of here now. Um, let's talk about safety. Darnell Savage is a Packers safety. He was ranked number two by both uh, by Daniel Jeremiah on his all-rookie team through four weeks. The Packers traded up in the first round from 30 up to 21 to get him. Now, I had heard that the Cowboys had a fifth-round grade on him. Don't Ooh. know if that's accurate, but it's what I heard. On which player? Darnell Savage. Okay. Uh, so he is – Dane graded him as a, the safety on his all-rookie team. And Daniel Jeremiah has him as the number two rookie behind Minshew Magic uh, so far. Darnell Savage is awesome. I'm going to read this uh, quote from Mike Pettin real quick. He says, yeah. in rookie minicamp, he gave all his players a handful of, of play calls. And he said Savage got bored about two minutes after the meeting, or two minutes into the meeting. So they had to have a separate meeting and reinstall the whole defense because Darnell Savage was so far ahead of what they thought. Wow. And I, when I was watching uh, uh, Darnell Savage, he was at Maryland Safety. I liked him. I had, like, a second-round grade on him. liked him okay. Mm -hmm. But that's the whole thing that happened with, like, Laquan Treadwell from your best. You can't scout how smart a guy is, I think. I think you can to an extent. Uh -huh. But if a guy's, like, ahead of it, then I don't know. Because that could have been a safety, you know. Maybe the Cowboys. I, I thought he could have made it to the second round when there was talk of Jonathan Abram talk and things like that. So that's an interesting player to keep an eye on. He's been really good. The secondary's been good for the Packers. Now we go to the offense side. 
Rodgers targeted Devontae Adams 15 times last week. Wow. Okay? I mean, that's his And they guy. didn't even have him in the final and two drives, right? they didn't have him in right? the final nine minutes. Okay. They started to utilize Jimmy Graham a little bit, who's yeah. huge. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is their second wide receiver. He's 6'3", I believe. Geronimo Allison is the other guy. And he's like 6'5", 6'6". Broadus was on with Sean and RJ this morning, and he made a very great point. Because I, I'm, I'm, I think the Packers are in trouble if Adams doesn't play. Because that's Rodgers' whoopee. But listen to Broadus, what he said with Sean and RJ this morning. Well, the other weapons, the, the Valdez Scandling and, and then uh, Allison, you know, Geronimo Allison, uh, you know, is they're very, very tall receivers. And we saw what happened against Miami when they had to deal with Devontae Parker and the ball going up. And that's where, this is where now you have a quarterback that is accurately, can accurately throw the ball down the field. He can also put the ball in spots. And if you're having to climb these tall, linear receivers all day, you know, Byron Jones is a little bit more athletic as far as going up and getting those, making those plays because of his high jumping ability. But then again, a Awuzie, we've seen what happens to him sometimes when he has to play a taller guy. That ball goes to a high point, and then he has trouble fighting it off the top. And so that's something to keep an eye on. You know, I, mean, I have a feeling they're going to try and throw the ball up to these guys and see if they can make a play or two. Uh, that way. Uh, you know, KT watches that team every day. He lives that team every single day. I would trust his evaluation on that, you know, but I do feel like you have to be worried about the length of these two receivers. My evaluation was that the Packers are in trouble if Adams doesn't play, but Broadus brought up the point that these guys are tall, and I, I, I didn't even think about the, the Devontae Parker play. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about historically bigger wide receivers giving the Cowboys problems. Kevin, I was talking about that with Cheeto after that Dolphins thought that game. was very interesting. Yeah. So, That's Chris Richard's biggest fear, dude. Yeah. That's why he hates small corners. Yeah, I can't put Jordan Lewis out there or whatever. And then Jimmy Graham was risen from the dead. I mean, he had done nothing. But last week, six catches, 61 yards. Red zoned. I mean, his job is to rebound. Like, he's right. a box out guy. I, I, couple, sometimes it seems like he tries too hard to have the one handed catch. He needs to, yes, he does. Like he'll, he'll just, you know, he'll have one hand just not involved even trying to catch the ball. I swear to God, he cares more about flying airplanes and landing them in water. He has, he he flies those water planes. He does that right. He, that's all he cares about. I he's mean, he's like, his, Romo's golf is his flying water planes. Uh, you can't get him on the you phone anymore. You just can't even talk to Jimmy Graham ever. Are we talking water planes or pontoon boats? Uh, no, pontoon boats are the big party boats. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, not like a cruise ship, but yeah. like a, you know, yeah. big no. party boat. No. Those no. are great. I no. mean, they're slow. They're not exciting if you're a kid, but they're if you're an adult and can have alcoholic beverages, that's great. Mm-hmm. You guys interested in the Joker at all? Yes. Very interested all in the right. Joker. When, is that uh, hitting theaters? Is it out yet? I think it, it came out last night or tonight. Is the, There's a fan screening of it this Saturday. Fan screening is Saturday. Uh, I think we're all, I don't think, sign up for that now. But Oh, is it all booked up? Four o'clock Saturday. I'm going to go watch the Joker. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to see the Joker this weekend. I've settled into a nice uh, movie going thing with my oldest boy, mm-hmm. uh, Max. He loves going to see movies. And so I went and saw a movie that I had I didn't want to see with him. I went and saw It too. Oh. It sucked. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like it bad. was going to be bad. <laughs> what about the, uh, ad, have y'all seen the, the stuff for Ad Astra? I heard it was terrible. Uh, oh, okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it the story? Is that, is that Brad Pitt? So yeah. the the person that said it was terrible is a huge sci-fi buff. Give me the give me the name. I'll, I'll give you the name off air because I don't want to blow up his spot. 
But probably he, one of those movie snobs you hang out he, with. No, he is a sci-fi buff. Like read sci-fi novels. Sounds like a movie snob movies, you hang out with. And uh, I'm not looking for a sci-fi movie. I'm he, looking for a good space action. He said it was good space action. <laughs> like Emmanuel in space. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, dog. So it's not a Brad butter. Pitt porn. Uh, no, he said uh, he said it was trash. Did Tommy Lee Jones ruin the movie? Why? What did he say? He said, in fact, he said he had trouble even staying in the theater. It oh, was so my God. And he, really? hated, he hated the great movie Arrival, too. He loved Arrival. Okay, Arrival was good. Yeah, we had a deep conversation about that and uh, how the second Blade Runner was a perfect fit. He's a sci-fi guy, and he thought it was bad, and he was very disappointed because he wanted it to be good. All, all these movies are nothing compared to El Camino next week. I can't wait. What is El Camino? Oh, yeah, that's the Breaking Bad one. we got to watch the trailer. Yeah, when are you guys yeah. ever going to watch the trailer? We're going to get around to that next, I, I Kevin. finally saw it yesterday because Kevin put it directly in front <laughs> of my face while I was reading about the NBA. All right, coming up next, do you like Andy Reid? Let's talk about some <laughs> These great Andy huh? Reid stories, they're amazing. We'll get into that next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, Spin and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan coming to you live from Pluckers in Addison. Stop by and see us. We're having a good time out here. want to thank everybody for coming out today, including Shooter McSwaggin oh, is in the house. Oh, my God. Ace is in the house. That's what incredible. Is what is up? Ooh, we got up friends in the house. How's it What's going? Up, yeah. We got family in the house coming to see us out here, having a good time out here at God, Pluckers it's been a great in lunch, Addison. Hasn't it? it has been a fantastic lunch. Uh, now, we're getting uh, reports of something on the interwebs this that I, I don't know if this is current or if this happened last week. Yeah, but it happened a couple days ago. Okay, it happened a couple days ago. But, uh, of course, any time that wild animals are loose oh. and there's a tie-in to sports, we're all about it. And, of course, what's been going on with SMU, they make it into the top 25 uh, in college football. They're 5-0, and and now there are actual ponies running loose on the freeway here in the Metroplex. And Dude. this apparently happened the other day. There is footage. Somebody was filming, uh, like, right next to what appeared to be four or five, maybe six ponies running in a lane and just staying in their lane right down the highway. And unfortunately, if you, if you look at for this on Twitter and you search for it, you will find that uh, this apparently ended is a couple oh, of ponies man. died. No. And yeah. yeah. For a minute, I thought it was the greatest marketing idea ever for SMU football, but that's sad, yeah, I actually man. heard uh, about this, now that you bring it up. This is over off 35. A trailer apparently opened up in the back, and, yeah, a couple of horses, like you just said, got hit uh, by cars. Oh, yeah, oh, opened man. up. I mean, it, 35E in Inwood, and yeah. the trailer opened up, and 13 of them ran out on the road. Two, so two were killed. I mean, oh. I think what you're talking about is a pony escape. Now, like they were, they'd been plotting it. They finally figured out a way to escape and broke free. See, I thought you were saying it was a horses in the back situation. Well, th there's the thing though. They were in the back, but they got out. Yeah. But here's the thing. What's crazy about this, and I know it's a tragedy that two of them died. The 11 that made it through uh -huh. were actually seen hours late, uh, later holding up the Comerica Bank building. Are you serious? So <laughs> wow. And they had a. Uh, they had money on their mind. I guess. Yeah. Is, is how you would nah, say. that's crazy, bro. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, you don't see stories like this, man. This is a horse of a different color. It is definitely a different breed when it comes to a story like this. All right. So, uh, anyways, that caught our attention as people started sending it to us, and of course, we immediately got distracted by it. Uh, we also it are would distracted behoove by you to look up the video. Okay, he's all right. Uh, <laughs> right. You need to uh, to pony up, and uh, I think this is the main story of the day. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. It's hey, got, guys, uh, I'm uh, chomping at the bit to get to something else. You know you're so. jumping all over my lines here. <laughs> Can you just calm down for a second? All right, it's Bennett Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Uh, all right, hey, let's get back into some footballing. Uh, do you guys like Andy Reid? Yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> awesome story yesterday at ESPN about Andy Reid. So did you guys know that he worked as a caterer on The Tonight Show? <laughs> what? Uh, I did read that about him. Back in oh, the day. I, and, and so he has some legendary thing where he told some guy off or something. He what told did he do? John Wayne to... I don't know. Like John Wayne asked for more meatballs, and Andy's like, I can't get you anymore. Man, John Wayne is a him. great porn star. John Wayne. Oh, Wayne. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a, the, the, the chief's trainer uh, told this, said in this article that his mom, Andy Reid's mom, was a doctor, and his dad was like an artist. So he's kind of a creative genius with like an analytical mind as well from his mom being smart. So it's like in his blood. But they talked about there was a situation when they went to uh, San Francisco State's where he started coaching, his first coaching job. And what part of what coaches had to do there is they had to sell hot dogs on the quad to raise money for the program. He said most coaches would be like, I'm not doing that. He said Andy Reid was the best hot dog salesman they ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so he coached there with Steve Mariucci, and him and Mariucci are buddies. Uh-huh. And so they both got hired in Green Bay. But back then, this is early 90s, this is before social media, you know, like it wasn't like big news. So they're staying in this crappy hotel because they're in Green Bay, and a far, uh, fire alarm goes off. Well, Steve Mariucci runs out in the hall, and he says that he's in whitey tighties. runs out in the hall, and he's like, all right, I guess, am I, do we leave? What's happening? And he said, Andy Reid is also in whitey tighties. pokes his head around the corner, and is like, hey, you got hired here too? And they go and they hug. <laughs> and the fire alarm's going off. And they both had their wives there, and their wives come out because they're all old friends from their old coaching job. Oh, and they're all great. hugging. Meanwhile, Andy Reid, big old Andy Reid, and Steve Barriucci are just in their whitey tidies. I think they're called tidy whities Tidy whities yeah, and they're yeah. embracing. The, the, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is the <laughs> Andy Reid punt pass kick competition. Oh, it's amazing. Where he's five times bigger than the next kid. <laughs> And he's wearing, like, clothes that are too small for him. And it's just, I think that even, like, he's wearing a helmet that's too small for his head. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. In the article, they detailed that he started driving when he was, like, 13 because <laughs> he was so big that no one's going to stop him. <laughs> and he was driving a little car, and his big old body was taking up. The, it's almost like when Shaq would drive that little car, you know? Yeah. He's taking up so much room. Now, Mariucci was kind of the star of this article. He said one night they went to this bar, uh, this uh, steakhouse called the Prime Quarter, and they both ordered a 40-ounce steak. And the bit was, if you can eat the steak in 30 minutes, they'll put your picture on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Andy Reid gets it down in 19 minutes. Oh, he oh said, my God. Steve, Mariucci said he finished his off in 30 minutes, and their picture is still on the wall there. Wow. <laughs> That's hard to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. So incredible. Um, and do, so do you, when you do something like that, do you just straight eat it, or do you have a technique like those hot dog cats? You know, where they... I mean, I, I would think based on his size, 
Yeah, That's a leisurely it. stroll. I don't think he was having to like <laughs> yeah. use water to get it to go down. Yeah. Maybe don't fill up with the side salad beforehand. You yeah. know, right, right. Now there's a good story that Brett Favre had in this article as well. And this article, the reason it was pu- uh, published is because if Andy Reid wins this week, it's his 200th win. Okay. And you end up learning that everyone loves him. But Favre had a story that they had this at practice. They had this like chain crew at practice, and Brett says the same guys for years. He said Andy's walking around up and down the sidelines, and he was the quarterback coach. And basically, uh, the cord caught on his headset, and he yells at the guy on the chain, and he goes, hey, get off the cord, fat ass. <laughs> and the chain guy goes, hey, who are you calling a fat ass? <laughs> it's so funny, a fat ass calling another guy a fat ass. It's so funny. That's free license. <laughs> right? Um, oh, that's fun. So I think there's it's one of my favorite lines of the article is like, very rarely do you get a resurrection coach. Holmgren going to Green Bay, McVay going to the Rams. He said Andy Reid to Philly was a resurrection coach. But if they didn't have Andy Reid, that would have been a bad thing. Mm-hmm. He was the one. Uh, they were going to draft Ricky Williams, but he was like, no, we have to take Donovan McNabb. He said if they had the number one pick, they would have taken Donovan McNabb. The GM even said it. He was like, Andy made that pick. I did not. Andy was saying, I can win with Donovan McNabb. Wow. Let's do it. And sure enough, they won a ton of games. And I like that. I think that's a great thing. And then sure enough, Pat Mahomes. I mean, that was Andy Reid's doing. So he was the quarterback coach in Green Bay, too, right? Yes. And he had Favre and he had Kurt Warner and he had all those guys. Yeah. Mark Brunel. I mean, you name it. He had a ton of those guys down there. He definitely. Doug Peterson. Yeah, he can tell quarterback talent, man. So um, this was a this was a story from the trainer as well. He said they were one in five in uh, 2015 and everyone's down in the dirt. It was a tough loss. He said, Andy, after the game, walks in calmly and goes, look, everyone, no one's losing their job. No one's getting fired. No one's getting demoted. We're going to practice better this week. We're going to get it together. And everyone was like, what? They thought they were about to get yelled at or something. They reel off 10 straight and go 11 and 5. God, love it. And the whole story in this article, it's great. Maybe I'll tweet out a link here in a minute. Um, they make they make a note of LaShawn McCoy taking less money to go to the Chiefs because of him, but Pat Mahomes is very talks glowingly of him too. Talking yeah. about their meetings together. Uh, this Mahomes quote stood out to me. Uh, he said uh, about Reed, he listens and he understands what each QB is good at and what each QB needs to improve on. He doesn't put the QB in a bad situation. No matter who the quarterback is, no matter what his skill set is, he designs the offense around that. That's different than what a lot of other coaches do. They run their offense and insert the quarterback into it. And, you know, he built uh, an entire scheme around what Mahomes is good at doing, which is why Mahomes has thrived. And I couldn't help but think about Dak Prescott in that regard. Dak was running Tony Romo's offense early on. It's kind of what he was doing, although he's a totally different quarterback. And, you know, that little lob throw in the end zone, that's not what he does well. That's something that Dez and, and Romo did really well. And he's got a lot of different qualities and skills that are different than Romo. And now this year, at least in the first three games, you're starting to see a scheme that kind of had some RPOs in it. And uh, it was built around kind of some of the unique skill set that Dak has. And uh, I think that's a breath of fresh air. So I immediately thought of Dak when I read that Mahomes quote. That whole article is so good. They talk about the game planning that they do with Mahomes. Um, they talk about last year in the playoff game when D Ford jumped off sides. And right. Andy Reid was very awesome with him, basically saying, hey, we've all been four inches off at some point in our life. Mm-hmm. And basically, the, and the whole team's going. 
And they, I mean, basically, the, the point of the article, they talked about his son dying. Right. And, and all of that. But the whole that point a, of the Was audit, that a drug overdose? It was a heroin overdose. Yeah, okay. But the whole point of the article was that, but it wasn't something like he worked with for the team right. at the time. Right. But the whole point of the article was he's been in this league for however many years. He doesn't have a single enemy. And everyone loves Andy Reid, and I'm finding myself pulling for Andy Reid and the Chiefs didn't, a little bit now. It's got, it was really cool read. Wasn't Deshaun Jackson just loved him? Yes. Like, that was the one T. guy. T.O. even sought him out, and he got T.O. in Philadelphia. Yeah. T.O. sought him out to go meet with him recently. Wow. Who would you guys rather face in the Super Bowl since the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl? Would you rather face the Chiefs or the Patriots? If they're both at, like, full power? Yep. I think I'd rather face New England. Chiefs. Just you don't have to go against Brady and Belichick. What's Bill going to do, you know? It's all about Bill. Yeah, no, I get all that. I just think the Chiefs are better, and I think they're harder to stop at this point. We have a, we have time for this real quick, guys. This is this Coach O story yeah. that also came out, another story about a, a hefty head coach. They're talking about his pregame speeches. they got 12 former players come in and start telling stories of his pregame speeches. Here's what one guy said. He goes, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what's about to happen? And then you're like, okay, F it. This is awesome. He starts beating on his chest sometimes. He does all kinds of different stuff. There's all kinds of different things. I'm just going to read this. This is different players. One guy goes, did you hear about the time he knocked his tooth out? <laughs> the next guy is the kicker. He goes, have you ever heard the Red Bull story? Basically, he smashes a Red Bull on his head. <laughs> the next thing he goes, uh, he, another thing he does, he, he does this thing before each game, and he gets the players up, and he's like, get your fist up. Are you ready to fight? And you can't understand him because he's Cajun. And then he punches himself right in the face. They said, like, every Coach game. Does? Yes, every game. And you're like, holy crap. And he's I couldn't cr- have taken that punch. And he and talks crazy. Punch, yes. One time, he got a Red Bull, and then he stands up on a chair, okay? Okay, and then he sets the Red Bull down, and he rips his shirt off like he's the Hulk. <laughs> and he's screaming and doing all this Cajun stuff, right? <laughs> then he picks up the Red Bull, smashes it, grabs another Red Bull, cranks it open, shotguns it, all right? And then oh. smashes the can on his head, t- steps down, Picks up the chair and smashes it. He goes, and the players are like, "It never feels fake. It's always genuine." Wait. And we're never, we've never been more amped up than that moment right before a game. He said he'll do that sometimes for like the morning games, the 11 a.m. starts, or you're trying to wake up. And he, was, the team is so hype at 10:55 because oh my god, it's so good, man. I can't even understand what he says when he talks. Oh, no, you can't. I mean, it's impossible. To, so if you if you can't understand what he's saying, and he's just doing all these wrestling things and. Smashing tables and cracking, you know, beers up against his head or whatever. What is what is his specialty? Like, is he like, uh, is he a, a drawing up game plans he's and schemes? Is he a genius? He's a defensive he's, guy, yeah. but he lets the defensive coordinator handle it. Though. Okay, so he's the motivational guy. He's yeah. Now okay. he's the he's the manager guy, game manager guy. He can recruit a little bit too. I bet. Um, but he's talking about one thing that they were talking about. Um, there was a story basically where they were watching uh, tape. And they were working on this play, I guess, where the the, uh, the kicker would do the onside kick where you kick it to yourself and then you recover it. So the kicker is still there. Normally we're watching film, and he's like, I, I'm not used to him addressing me, you know, because it's the kicker, right? And he says, he goes, I don't know why. And the kicker doesn't respond. He's like, you're listening to me, boy? <laughs> so another guy is like, nudges the kicker, and he's like, hey, he's talking to you. And the kicker's like, oh, oh, wait, that's what one. Because no one knows. Right. I mean, many all these players talk about. You never really know what he's saying, right? 
Like, no. they, even they don't understand what the hell he's saying. So that's extra confusing if he never talks to you, so you're not expecting him to grunt at you, and then he's <laughs> grunting directly at you, and you got to rely on the recruits that are from that area to let you know what he's saying and saying to you. And is that this year's kicker? That's uh, No, that was kicker from the past. Okay. Yeah, this year's kicker out there is Cade York. Uh, now he's from Prosper. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Prosper Zone. And by the way, we have a showdown. We've mentioned it. We have Prosper versus Allen. It's going to be November yes. 1st. That's huge. Skin, bet. Your kids go to Allen. My kids go to Prosper. we got to put some sort of a bet on that game. Let's do a uh, – oh, let's do a uh, – uh, based on the fast food thing earlier, whoever loses – has to go to a Chick-fil-A and pretend like they're taking orders. No, that'd be bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that, I like yeah, that. Yeah. that. What, what, what's, the prosper, what's the Prosper mascot? Eagles? Eagles. What's the uh, Allen? Eagles. Not, they're both Eagles. Oh. It's an Eagle showdown, how about bro. we? How about we do this? Whichever team loses can no longer use the Eagles as their mascot. Let's see if we can get that oh, push yeah, through. Oh, yeah, that's great. Get both school districts to sign off on it. <laughs> I, I got a lot of pull there. I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> okay, no, no. Change you, their name to the Allen Kylers. You have to commit the crime of kidnapping a bald eagle. Oh, my God. Yeah, that. sir. Go no, ahead. no, no. Let's up the ante. You got to shoot one. <laughs> What is wrong with you? That is a felony. Yeah, exactly. say that. Why That's would you a say that felony, dude? The CIA will hear you say I, that. I would gently sneak up to a bald eagle and give it a comb over. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah, you got to put a wig on a bald eagle. The loser of the bet has to go to the zoo. Well, that's a treat uh, yeah. to go to the, What are you talking I'm gonna about? Go that's a pleasure today. to go to the zoo. I've been a couple times recently. It's oh no, it's not doing well. I'm more of an aquarium um, guy. What about uh, yeah. okay? Whoever whoever loses, Shippy's got to finally wear that coyote <laughs> uniform. Firing the whole plucker wing. Sir, oh my god! You got to was... eat a fire in the hole wing. Oh god! I thought you were cussing. For yeah. A minute. No. <laughs> yeah. It was shocking, wasn't this it? Is, that's one of the times you definitely want to say wing. You don't <laughs> you guys, get it would wrong you guys in that eat one. a hot wing? Uh, guys, sure. that is the worst question you've ever asked. Fire would, in the hey, hole. would you guys eat a hot wing? <laughs> Kevin Turner. Fire in the hole, though. <laughs> yeah, fire in the hole. It's a pretty good it's bet. A hot, yeah, it's a good KT's bet. KT's just loading up with his own ammo for a future <laughs> drop interview right now. All right, coming up next. I don't think those will be happening. Uh, uh, let's sucks. talk oh, about man. Jared Goff's tiny hands, and then we'll mix with the G-Bag Nation. All that coming up next, live from Pluckers and Addison. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.